Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I sit down to talk about how our schedules change during the holiday season and what that does to the preaching preparation time, and we discuss this week's message in our series entitled Reformed. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. This is uh, Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, so for anyone who's listening to this after Thanksgiving, I hope it was a good Thanksgiving for you. For anyone who listens to it today when we're recording, uh, typically I get them up in the same day, uh, then I uh, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you right? got big plans? Uh, typical plans. Actually, I mean, in our typical year we would already be gone like we would have already we would have gone last week um you guys go to jacksonville a lot don't you yeah so normally what we do is we leave the thursday before thanksgiving so like a week before thanksgiving and we go to alabama for for five days and then uh we do a football game and we go to these cabins these kind of rustic cabins up there we're not doing that this year because we're doing something right after Christmas. We're going away right after Christmas. Nice. So I, I didn't have the I didn't have the I didn't have the margin um, from to a do both yeah. f- from a from a from a time off standpoint nice. to do both. So we're like, okay, we'll do that. I missed it though. I'll tell you, I missed going up. This is the time like we would be hiking and canoeing and just just the four of us. Fall, fall colors, fall, fall weather, colors. Oh, so so great. Yeah, pine, I got pine, I, pine I got a little bit of that last week. I was in D.C. That's last right. week, so I got yeah. a little bit of the the. the the beautiful colors and the crisp, crisp fall uh, air. That was nice. And and what were you doing last week in D.C.? I was uh, well. In that case, I was touring. I was, was touring was Washington D.C. But the, the reason I went up there was to be the a chaplain for the guest chaplain for the United States House of Representatives, uh, very, very, which was a very a, fun ninety seconds of, <laughs> of of me leading in prayer before the before the house. But it was it was pretty cool. Very fun. Yeah, very fun. So you, cool. But you got you also got a little bit of that fall because it's then you yeah, come back nice. here and it's ninety five percent humidity. Exactly. That's been a little cooler though. And it rained the entire time. <laughs> it rained here the entire time i was there so yeah. we came back and the rain stopped so you're welcome everybody yeah. down yeah. here and we, yeah. we brought the we were trying to get our christmas some of our christmas because we we do go to jacksonville we are still going to jacksonville we'll try to get a lot of our christmas lights up before we leave so that when we get back it's not so chaotic in the house and are you a clark griswold christmas oh, decorator <laughs> absolutely and actually it's it's gotten it's worse this year i mean better but worse like it depends on which way you look uh, at it. i think it's better uh, we actually started decorating our backyard area oh, this yeah. year, which we have not done because we last year we were still dealing with Hurricane Ian effects. We had to get yeah, the repairs. We had a new roof and yeah. new floors, and we still didn't have the floors done last Christmas, you know, because you, you have to schedule them, right? And thankfully, we got them done early in 2023, but this is the first year with the new floors, and we have a new back patio area. Um, so we decided to do, uh, my wife, Julie, she, so we have this very classy... Uh, Christmas front yard, like it's all white lights. It's very, very nice, very yeah. nice. But in the backyard, we did as business in front and party in the back. Exactly, right? we have all the we have the color <laughs> lights, Christmas the big bulbs. That's that's exactly what we said. It's like it's party in the back, right? Um, and and that's and, great. And it's funny because we thought. 
man, we still need more. <laughs> oh, you are Clark Griswold. We still need more. By the way, I will tell you that last night I was flipping through the channels, and what's on? I mean, I'd already, I had already listened to your sermon and the, National uh, Lampoon's yeah. Christmas Vacation was on that scene that you quoted, yeah, where he, yeah. you know, where the boss stiffed him on the Jelly and of the Month he's Club. He's going crazy. He's going crazy. He's going crazy. <laughs> but was, I, I had to watch the whole scene just, <laughs> just, just for your sake, just for the appreciation of it. But I do want us to talk a little bit about this. The, this season, you know, we're in Thanksgiving right now. Then we're yeah. heading into Advent and Christmas. And this entire basically four to six week period of time really is different from a from a preaching preparation yeah. standpoint because schedules get get yeah. all messed up. And and schedules for us, you know, we travel and we have family things that we, we've got to do. But then also the church schedule is different. So we have to accommodate other people's travel schedules yeah. and things getting canceled and things getting moved around and last minute committees that need to meet. So they shift it to a different date. So it, I'm, I'm, I'm a planner, right? Yeah. I have a very, I like, I have a routine that I really like. It's all shot. Yeah, and it, next, and it always is this time of year. Yeah, for the next and, and, and I guess in fairness, most people's routines yeah, are shot as well. So absolutely. everybody deals with that. But yeah. you're asking in particular, how does that affect right. the the preaching moment? Because Sunday still still rolls around for us. That's an amazing thing. Every it, Sunday, every still Sunday. there. And I think other pe- not everyone has got everyone's got jobs that have requirements, right? Yeah. But when you and deadlines and when they go on vacation, you plan your vacation like. Sunday, to, I mean, there's usually you can put that aside and, and go go away, right? Yeah. But when you and I go away, unless we've scheduled ourselves to be out that's the following Sunday, which a lot of times we do, we try mm. to do that, Sunday's still there. Yeah. Sunday's still coming. So how do you uh, deal with the adjustment to your schedule, like your routine? How do you deal with the routine change? Because you had it last week, too. You know, you yeah, had it out no, of town, so it you was, had, a, had a routine change. Last weekend, this week, I'm having the uh, having the same thing. Um, and that and that is, you, it, it's a challenge. Uh, it's, uh, I, I do I do say that just, just what I do, is, it, it flows from what I think about. And what I think, I, I have my, my colleague, um, Roberto, um, Presbyterian pastor out of Brazil, part of a, a, a pastors group that I met with for years and we're actually still still meeting um he uh he he said to he said to me repeatedly in this pastors group so the main your main work is to be a teaching elder your main work is to bring the word of god and so that that has stuck with me yeah over all these years and so even if it's an odd week like we, we were in one right right now I mean you have to preach in you know, two hours, an hour yeah. and a half or so. You know, we're in an even in those odd weeks. You have to. What he was basically saying, you have to give the space that is needed, and you just got to find it. Yeah. So, so you got to take it sometimes. You, sometimes, sometimes you have to, add you have to take it from something. Yeah. You have to take. You know, sometimes I take it from sleep. Yeah. Sometimes I take it from family time. Sometimes yeah. I take it from other activities. You know, mm-hmm. even when I was in D.C., I, I I told you know the different people with, with the the Franklins and the and and uh, the, the Ever Lori Evers, who, who we stayed with while we we're up there, um, I got to break away for a little while, yeah. and I would just take a half hour here and an hour there, and just just spend some time, you know, immersing in the Word. So mm-hmm. you you have to. To take it, and the the the, men, the first mindset is that you you got to give space to this, yeah. and and then you just got to then you then you got to find it because it really is a factor of, of space. Yeah, you and I, you know, the schedules that that we both love 
are in service of having adequate time to prepare. Yeah, because we know it's kind of like a I, – I, I use it I use it a little bit like a – there's there's a kind of – when I was a, a cross-country runner and I, I think of athletics, you know, there, there are preparation things you have to do in order to give yourself the best chance to be successful, right? Yeah. And – I was a very, I and still am when it comes to running, very methodical. I do the same things, same routines every time, and and I take that same kind of approach to there. It's not just the the actual going out and hitting the pavement. You know, it's the stuff that you do leading up to it. Yeah, you know, it's the got to prepare for that. Yeah, so the so same you're ready. Yeah, the same thing is true with with preaching. You know that. I, I, you, I think I don't know how you you do it, but I don't just jump in and start writing. You know, there, and I don't even just jump in and start reading the passage related to the what I'm going to write. You know, there are things that I have to do to kind of like get my brain and my heart attuned. <laughs> and, it's the same thing. Yeah, and do it's the same thing. You yeah. gotta, you got to you kind of got to ease. It's like walking into the shallow end of the pool. You got to kind of ease in there. What's so warm up? You got to right do this. Yeah. You got to do that. You got to do. So I do a little dabble of, of, of reading here. Might 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 think of a story. You jot a story down. I just mm-hmm. if I've had some other some things been accumulating, I start you know, start start landing those somewhere. Mm-hmm. But then I'm finally ready. Once I kind of got us in the, almost like a you know in enough of, of uh, enough content there, enough preparation there, mm-hmm. then I'm ready to sit down and do the full press. Yeah, in my in my headspace, I've got to have it fairly clear. If I've got a lot of other, so there's a lot of prayer that goes into it. But I'm a, I'm a very a physical prayer, so like. I, I rarely am just when I pray. I'm rarely just sitting down and praying, right? I mean, I'm I'm walking and I'm running and moving, and God, you know, uses those moments to kind of help me declutter my brain and give those literally give those things mm-hmm. to Him, whatever's happening. And then it's amazing. I oh, you know, I always try to run on Monday mornings, so I always try to run on Monday mornings, and those are my prayer run times uh, specifically i mean all the times i run i'm praying but these are things where i'm like okay well this quarter mile i'm really or this you know wow. f- i'm praying about this like i'm disciplining in that way so that and because mondays are a big sermon prep time for me yeah. too i like to lay the foundation now yesterday was different because not just the whole enchilada yesterday day is yeah. all i did was i don't say all i did because i also uh, recorded a podcast with Sam Carlton, who we're gonna. It's a bonus episode for Armchair Preaching. We've teased that out before, but I recorded that yesterday too. So it wasn't just prepping, but I mean, it, the majority of the day it was told the folks up front, "Hey, I'm, I'm and here. I'm here. If it's an emergency." But again, I'm, I go back to the it, that what you're describing is it really is. There is a process. It takes a. It's a fixed amount of time. That amount of time may vary depending on how things come together. But you, you can't actually get done unless you've had an adequate amount of, of time to do that. Sometimes that adequate amount of time, you don't have a choice but to just do a, do a full mm-hmm. press like you were talking about uh, yesterday. Now, you know, we've all done, you know, the, we, we do this because we know what's coming. Mm-hmm. We've been thinking about this theme for some time. We've been thinking about, we're thinking about Sola, Sola, Sola Gratia uh, mm-hmm. for some time. So, but, but, you know, some, at some point you just got to do a full yeah. court press, and I've had I've had those as well, where it's just I, this is all I'm doing today. Yeah, and, and I, it does help when it, when those moments happen. It helps when you're in in the middle of a series. I find because you're you're already like you said, you're already in the flow of the series. Yeah, so you're. It's harder if it's the first week it's of the series. Much, much harder. Not quite as difficult if it's the last week of the series. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Middle to the last. The the hardest ones are the first. If yeah. you, if your schedule, my schedule is is wonky leading into 
the beginning of a series because you're setting the tone for that entire series. You're setting the course for the entire series because, you know, listening to your messages, listening to my messages from this soul, this reform series, you know, there are certain um, drum beats that we have been hitting yeah. the, the entire time. You know, there are certain phrases, there are certain things because we want them, because all of these do tie together, we want them to tie together. We don't, you could listen to any one of these messages, I feel like, yeah, they're standalone. In separation, but it's richer. Uh, other than the fact that we're referring back to some things yeah. that, that you wouldn't have heard, but they are standalone other yeah. than that. Yeah. I, it is harder when you're out of out yeah. of your element or you're having to you having to rearrange a schedule for a particular the beginning to kick off a series. Yeah. You know. Thankfully we're not kicking off Advent this Sunday. We're closing out Reform this Sunday. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're, start, you're starting you're doing Thanksgiving already disruptive week and you're starting the last two Three years have been that way. Yeah, yeah. We're starting, starting a new Advent. series on on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, not this year though. Not, yeah, not this year because the last Sunday in Advent is Christmas Eve, which is odd. Yeah. We're going to talk about yeah. that in a later podcast. But, but it's also unusual this week too because you're you're done on Tuesday mm-hmm. with the re- online recording, mm-hmm. and and now Wednesday. Thanksgiving, yeah. Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. So it's it's five more days before you actually preach this live again. Yeah, and live, and I'll and have to, and all I'll... the things that are, that can happen mm. in the world. Even those are all the things you think about, and and just just what you do with the word, because inevitably, even from Thursday morning, which is the typical pre-recording time mm. for the classic service, that's you know with the three days, yeah, things change. A, a lot changes. Yeah. Well, and 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 that's why we we spend a good amount of time. I know you do this as well, talking through it, so you know you get it as much as you can into your your head and your heart, so that when you're actually, um, it's so it's a little easier to make uh, audible, you know, call audibles. You know, it's a little easier to feel the the move of the spirit in a live yeah. setting. Um, it, you know, I, I'm anticipating the five day break between today and Sunday and I'll, you know, I'll come in early. Uh, I scheduled it. So I have guest teachers coming in for agape. So I'm not prepping that side of things, uh, this week or, or for the next several weeks so that there is that you talk about the decisions you have to make to move the space around anticipating yeah. those, those scheduling changes. Sometimes it's helpful. You look, look down and say, you know, there's a lot of, Unknown. There's a lot of juggling. So, is there a way that I can, in advance, kind of ease the system a little bit, so that again, I, I you know, I, I'm fully, fully, agree. you know, we are primarily ministers of word mm-hmm. and sacrament, and so the the regular drumbeat of the word has got to be a priority for us because, um, that's you know, we get we get one shot every week to get the majority of the congregation. Yeah. And and if we don't, some people like you know we don't work just one hour a week, <laughs> but but even what? that but but that but that one <laughs> I thought hour, you did but that one hour so a week says, but that one hour even if that was the only thing that we did it would still take ten to fifteen hours to prepare for that one hour yeah. right I mean yeah. that's that's what we shoot for because that's how important we think it is and because that, that's what we feel like god has called us to you know? I, I this conversation does remind me of uh my my former tech guy used to used to really want to press me to have the sermons in the can as in completely done the way that we have them completely done for the pre-recording <clears throat> to have them completely in the can uh uh two weeks out <laughs> 
<laughs> and that way the tech is always working on too. You know, and you have the scheduling. And I said, I said, John, that's not even a good idea. Yeah, because even if you even if you did that, let's say you could do that. Yeah, it would change. Like you were, you were talking a second ago. Like even the three days between when you actually do have it and the time you actually present and the time you're actually preaching so much changes in in yourself in the congregation and in the world that it wouldn't necessarily even especially if you have a two week lag yeah. now we do a pretty good job of trying to give everybody a a a pretty good ballpark of where we're going and we need yeah. that too you know uh, yeah, enough, enough for for all the other elements to be be planned out well you know, yes. to be able to put that megaphone on the on the word and be able to do that work that with uh with with music and anthems and band tunes and tech tech decisions yeah. all those things they, they have all they have the tools but not the not the full full, thing. full sermon yeah. there there is a, there is a what one of my professors called it you need to exegete your congregation you yeah know, absolutely there's a, there's a there's a bit of congregational awareness that that you bring you come into the church with yeah uh, and, we're con- to, and to worship with, because it's a contextual, it's a contextual art, right? It's it's something that we do contextually with within a congregation and within a community, that that you know that takes that time, you know that that it means that effort. And this week, we we're moving into um, sola gratia. Uh, uh, you knew your audience this week, and you're and you're beginning when you when you were uh, tying in the. Uh, you know the white elephant gifts, and, and you you tied in, uh, you know the Clark Griswold, who was a family man at heart, and yeah. all that, and that, that that was that was really that was really well done. Well, and I want to talk real real quick with you about because one of the things you and I mentioned too is is, and I wonder how you unpack this. How the 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 middle three weeks of this series, I mean, all five really. Are, they build on each other mm. to some extent, but the we could rearrange the middle three in almost any order and preach similar messages, yes. right? Because they are so much weaving in and out. So how do you how do you think about the delineation between Christ alone as the as the as the secure of our foundation, faith alone as the application of our foundation of our of our salvation and mm-hmm. grace alone the as I think of it the motivation of God for mm-hmm. our salvation. How do you delineate and think through all that as you're as as you're kind of round this is kind of a rounding out of those three messages, yeah. right? Yeah. So how did yeah. you uh, scripture alone and uh, to the glory of God alone this week? Um, uh, they are there's. There, there's a distinction there. It's yes. really more foundational. On yeah. What do we base this information? Mm-hmm. And you talked about that. And then, and then, and then, to what end? Yes, yeah. this week's. To I, what was, end. I was thinking, I was thinking of it like a pyramid in in so many ways. The scripture is that foundation, and the glory of God is the, yeah, the pinnacle of, of it. it. That's that's how visually how I visualize it. Yeah. That middle three, the weight really could be shifted. In, in so many directions because they're they're so interchanged. So how did you yeah, think it, about it that? It feels very trinitarian, yeah, uh, in, in that in that sense, in that you can't talk about one without talking about the other. At least, mm-hmm. if you may talk about the one, but you know, right there is the is the mutual indwelling of the the eternal Godhead, and so you have to talk about them one one in relation to mm-hmm. the other, like like Paul did with uh, in Ephesians. You know, yeah. it has to be you know, a work of Christ done you know, by grace and 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 by faith. Uh, so I. It really it could have gone either way, and I noticed even in the video that you showed mm-hmm. uh, that, that 
Jennifer it, it has, out, has a re, it's a different order. Different um, order yeah. It could go in a different order. And I've looked through the list of the five solas and different uh, different yeah. settings as well. They were also in different order. Most of them start with scripture. And most of them um, start with scripture. But they, yeah. they sometimes they culminate with um, the, in, those, in the middle three. The Christ alone is the last one. Kind of builds to yeah. that. Uh, I just I, I think we just pick pick one. It's it, I think I said this last week on this podcast that that it's almost a false. The effort on our ways to 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 peel them apart and to talk about them separately, yeah. because there's it's like it's like talking about the Trinity. It's just, it, it, yeah, yeah, you can do that so we can understand what does the you know what do we, we attribute to the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit and what do we attribute to, to grace, you know. Um, but they they go together. Yeah, and, and even uh, even even you know it's funny because even as people read and the one of the main passages we've talked about this week um, touched on it a little bit last week, but but is that Ephesians two eight and nine? Mm. But and so many people I think do kind of separate the grace from the faith thing. And I think that's why it was really important for us to put faith in the middle of Christ and grace because, you know, as you look back, salvation is a, is a gift of grace and faith is also a gift of grace. Yeah. And, but there are some Protestant denominations who look at or the way they talk about faith anyway, and you address this pretty strongly. Um, they talk about faith as though it's a work. You right. Know, they, they that's how they whether they acknowledge that or not. And a lot of Christians even in Presbyterian circles talk about faith as though it is a work. But the 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 It's Ephes- actually part one of the critiques of the the, the sort of the counter reformation yeah. of the Roman Catholic Church in the Middle Ages was that you just created a a if you say it's by faith there's no no, there's no work of a mediator like a priest yeah. involved in any of this, but your faith itself becomes a work. Yeah, that was the cr- criticism, mm-hmm. and it's it's a very valid it, one. It's I a think. fair criticism to listen to how people understand that I did this thing and I made this happen, and my faith is the one. I get nervous even just saying my faith. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, and you, and you, I thought you did a brilliant job of just, of just really unpacking the the you know, charis charismata or charis charisma mm-hmm. uh, distinction that the grace these are grace gifts. So the word itself is a is is means you know gift, and just that it is it is all gift because it's it's not mine. Yeah, I mean I have it. Yeah, it's a reality inside of me, but I didn't. You know, I, I, one of the things I had in my mind to, to talk about, this is a cutting room floor, was that the whole cowardly lion thing, when he's like, oh, I do believe in spooks. I do. He's like, no. I do believe in spooks. And he's like trying to will himself into into believing something to be true. And that's just, and that's just crazy. That's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I, I do get nervous when we start talking about like the my faith. I, I had a, a pastor told me at one point that he said, uh, he said he's a he was a Calvinist theologically, but when he preaches, he's Arminian. Yes, have I told you that one before? I've said that. Have I've you said, said that? I've said the same. And and but what I mean by that is I I'm a I'm a uh, I've said it this way. I'm an Arminian on, Arminian on the front end, yeah. and I'm a Calvinist on the back end. Meaning, yeah. you know, there is clearly there's things that you know Jesus made invitations. So there's sure. an idea, there's an invitational nature of it. So it seems very volitional mm-hmm. uh, that the person's will is involved. That I will mm-hmm. begin to follow this person, and so I would say. So, so in that sense, you know, Arminianism basically is a sort of middle-aged version of Pelagianism, which is basically mm-hmm. there's, there's enough remnant of human will and volition mm-hmm. that allows you to take a step towards God. This is my, you know, yeah. my, of course, our response to that is Dr. Guthrie's response I said two weeks ago, which is take the first step. Yeah. Well, the first step so high you can't so do high, it. So, yeah, that's right. Um, but, uh, but so that, and, but 
there is invitation, and yeah. I think that's an appropriate place, and we should be invitational by nature yeah. uh, and, and let people respond. And it's only on the back end when we say, okay, when, remember when you responded? Yeah, that was actually a gift of grace. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about all. Tell me about that. Tell me yeah. what was going into that. And we, but every single time we unpack that, it's like, oh yeah, you just you, it was it was something that was already done in you. Yeah, you they, just you just you just saw it. And I think that's something people don't when 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 you, when you get people that push back because I think the the last two two three weeks we've been we have been very very Calvinistic in yes. our in our approach. But also giving invitation. I was noticed that you do the same thing. We we there's still that invitational nature. Almost every single ending of the the message. Yeah. There's this this invitational nature. So it's a different type of invitation than you would find in in another church. It is it's not the sinner's prayer. Yeah, it's not the every head head bowed, every eyes closed. Although several um, several um, who come out of traditions who do that. Yeah. Kept expecting you know, us to do that at the end of the sermon. So that's, that felt like a, here comes an altar call right, right now. That's right. Uh, it's a, but it's a different kind of invitation because for me the invitation is always the way I think about it. And we didn't translate this into words, but uh, the way I think about this is that if God has already done this, then can you see it right now? Yeah. Do you see what God has already done? Mm-hmm. Then, then I invite you to to just make some effort to respond to that. Yeah, and I think the people that get real torqued up about these sorts of messages, because um, because I, I I know you've probably had people that are like, yeah, but are you sure that I mean, like, I don't really do anything. Like, they don't like living with the mystery of human yeah. responsibility and God's sovereignty. Yeah, which the, the Jesus has absolutely no problem talking about human responsibility and God's sovereignty. I mean, you look at like places like. Things like John six through like eight, the pretty there's a pretty consistent drumbeat of, you know, him talking about those that the Father have given him. You know that that they he will they will never be snatched out of his hand. But then in the same line of teaching, he talks about the response of the, the individual. Right. So, oh, you did that in the, in the sermon. You, you, you know, the Ephesians two passage eight and nine was uh, was all about the gift, yeah. the gift, the gift, and then you go to ten and. Yeah. yeah. Now, now here's the good works. That, that those, doing yeah, so, the thing that's also <laughs> funny to me about that is like uh, nine. So you have nine. You have eight and nine. Not a result of works, so that no one can boast. So we're created <laughs> to be Christ's works. Was like the very next <laughs> verse, and this always got me about Martin Luther because Martin Luther he was so heavy on that Ephesians two passage eight and nine, and then so heavy on the Romans passage, but then he did not historically like the book of James. Because right? it was I mean, too, too works-based. Based and the, and the like, gospel but, wasn't clear in it. But it's like verse 10, dude. I mean, like, did you not yeah. see? I mean, it, but again, and we... My, my last church, we had a... Uh, the, the church was founded... Um, in 1958, and the very first sermon was out of Exodus 14, and it's the the place where where uh, where um, where the people are terrified because they're they're being they're, they're at the Red Sea yeah. and they're about to be wiped out because the Egypt the Egyptian army is barreling down on on them, and he and Moses says those great words: "Stand still and see the deliverance oh, that the Lord man. will bring." And it's like, ah, it's great. You know, like, yes, it's very satisfying. What's the very next verse? Verse, the Lord says to Moses, why are these people standing around? Tell them to move out. So stand still. No, move out. You know, so I think it's, there's, a, there's a both and in, in all this. And I, I, think it's, I think it's wonderful. I, it, so how do you, so I want to, like this week, when you're, when you're, when you are living in that tension yeah. and you're preaching in that tension, what steps do you try to take to communicate that 
that tension effectively that that because I feel like there is a and you've done this I, it, over the last two three weeks have preached into that tension yeah so what do you think about as you're preparing to kind of deliver that and do, do, does anything change from the time that you're prepping it to the time you deliver because I can tell you like this past week I had it in my head one way and then in the moment I, I presented it a slightly mm-hmm. different way what, what was it like for you to live into that tension of well I, I mean the te- we know the tension exists but the the what what I saw as the larger problem was that was that we tilt we tend to tilt towards the Arminianism, Arminianism, which is we tend to tilt towards we do something yeah. to make this happen, and and so for me it was just needed to not focus so much on on that and only focus on you know, proclaiming the truth of the fact, which is the fact that we don't do anything, yeah. we don't do anything, and that's 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 hard. So just trying to to build that out in a in, a, in messaging is in a hearable way. I mean, I will tell you that I, it can get confusing. I don't, I don't know how you like and how you process it, but when you're, because when you're, when you're teaching this stuff in a class, and we've talked about this before, you, you have the opportunity to linger on a question for this. You linger right. on attention for a long and time, you, and you can actually have conversation yeah. about it. This we we're, we're called to kind of dilute, you know, dilute this down into like a. a a presentable it's like a package it's almost like you know think about like meals ready to eat you know versus yeah. like a, a seven course we're, yeah. we're taking like a, a seven or eight course meal yeah. and condensing yeah. it down into yeah. like MREs. something nutritious yeah. like mre right <laughs> it, you know that that's also something somebody wants to eat right so yeah. mres yeah. are not what you want to yeah. eat but it's so so like that's a tough call right i mean that's a tough challenge but i think yeah. it's i think you you've done i know a, a very effective job i've had people come up literally come to me and tell me how great your message was over the last two three weeks i mean people uh, uh, are d- uh, ditto by the way i've yeah. heard the same thing that just zach was uh the, the, the uh where'd i hear this or did I see this? Zach was killing it today yeah uh, what, but, killing it but yeah. isn't it funny because we've talked about how these are just bread and butter down right. the middle, over the plate yeah. messages. That's probably something we should scratch our heads about a little bit longer. So well, I want to ask what, you, what, why do you what do you think that is? Yeah. Why do you think people have responded to the what is what is a what is a very yeah. simple but but also challenging live in the tension, but also yeah. what do you think that is about it? I that, think it's I think it's it's it is simple, but I also I also pe- think that people sense that it's deep. Yeah. And it's true. It's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think when you get depth and tr- truth and simplicity mer- come to come together, this is this, by the way, I think was the genius of um, of Tim Keller. Yeah, is oh, that, yeah. That, that he he was a master at it. He took complex information, he was able to boil it down and and, and present it in a way that was uh, that was understandable, hearable, mm-hmm. and understandable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, so I think I think we we are in that level there and I, I don't know that we all we're always in that level because sometimes they're more complex or there's something they're more you know we're more segmented and we're dealing with one particular dimension of, of faith or one set of implications out of part of the teaching of a letter in the new test but this is really it's also big that's yeah. it's deep true big yeah because this is this is not only salvation to eternal life beyond our physical life. This is also salvation to and deliverance in this lifetime as well. So it, ha- it affects our lifetime and it affects our eternity, and we know it. And I think that's what people are 
that, that I certainly feel that way. Yeah, I, I, it feels different. For, does it feel different for you? It does. I mean, and I, and I think I've, I felt this when we did the the. Um, Ordo the Ordo Salutis, and I'll, and and I think we've talked about this. I I don't go into these series like with a lot of like an anticipation, like positive, not not negative, just like I always think of it as like, okay, this is important. We need to do this, but I'm not. I always think of it as going to be a challenge, right? Yeah. But it's amazing what God does through these because these are things that. Our tradition have have uh, the pres the Protestant tradition, the Presbyterian tradition, the Reformed tradition. We have been ruminating on for hundreds and hundreds of years, yeah. and so I, I always look at it as like there 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 are we there are things that we have to do to kind of enter into that from mm. the twenty first century North American Central Florida you know kind of mindset. But I also think one of the things I get a sense of is people appreciate the touch point to our to our history yeah and you really dug into that last week too you know or, or a couple of weeks ago when you're talking about your own conversion experience and how tied into history you, yeah. how how it tied into history and i was talking to sam carlton yesterday doing a a, a a bonus podcast, and we were talking about some of the choices he's he's making uh, musically. You know, he's talking about introducing some like, you know, talk about wide range. And I don't want to scare people, but a ninth century Gregorian chant, and that, talking to the the choir about that, and them like, you know, him having to like remind them why that's important. And he and I were talking, and I think this this ties into what we're saying too. Is it reminds people that we are not a fly by night. A tradition, right? right? We 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 have these historical touch points for two thousand years, and that's different than some of the disposable kind of religiosity that yeah. we, we so see. Some of the some of the big box church uh, approaches to to things, or some other traditions, don't want to. They hardly want to talk about that. Here's what's different, though. We talk about it, and we've been talking about it. And and uh, what's different is, and, and I, I, you, you and I both have. I, I can tell what's on your mind. The same things on my mind. It's like, okay, that can be dry and dusty. Yeah. Or it could have relevance. Yeah. It can, you know, so so how do I take this information that seems like it's like okay that's that was five hundred years ago yeah why should that why matter should that today. matter now yeah. how do I how do I answer that question how do I answer why it matters uh, today I will tell you this, this this will come up in preaching sometime I was at the Library of Congress mm -hmm. on Thursday mm -hmm. and had an incredible tour guide mm -hmm. there and this and one of her her sayings was and I said did you make that saying up she said well me and the and the, whoever the big Big Kahuna is for the for the Library of Congress, the head of the Library of Congress. We were together and we made it up together. I said, "Well, I'm giving you credit for it." Yeah. She said, "This, there is hope in history." Yeah, that's great, man. And I thought, you know what? There's there's truth that has been wrestled with for the last two thousand years, and uh, and 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 there's been discernment for those last two thousand years has been been. been Sort of parsing apart all of these teachings of the, of the faith, and we can learn from all that. Yeah, and we can find that there's I mean, the hope in history is a there's a maybe a good way of saying hope in church history. Yeah, and in spite of ourselves, in spite of ourselves, it's hope in church history. So, but the, the trick is to make that all um, relevant to to today, which I think that's that's been that's been our uh, our our focus, and will continue to be our focus through. But that's I think that's our focus every every yeah. week through because when you're talking about just the biblical, we talk about even the integrated the integrated life series. 
Those yeah. are not TED Talks, right? Those are – we're not just giving people self-help you know, right. advice. You know, we're going into scripture that is thousands of years old yeah. um, that, that has – that people have unpacked and and tried to apply for for as long right. as it's been around and it's just that i think these moments where we start to to talk about you know the reformation people like luther and calvin and all this it reminds us that there have been these like like hops you know these 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 moments where you know the 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 faith has 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 grown and changed. It's like that, you know, we have the, again, oh, another nice. Latin phrase, you know, simpra reformanda, right? You know, yeah. we're always in a process of being reformed or reforming. Yeah. And I think we as a church take that seriously, you and, know. And what I like about the way you're describing that is uh, maybe the better way to say it is that is that we are seeing these principles that are biblical principles that got worked out talked about, thought through in the early councils of the church, in the Middle Ages, all the, all the Reformation period. And and out of that came these principles of what it means to live live our life. And so we're not we're not trying to make our lives the, the scripture relevant to our lives. We're trying to see that what the scripture says and say, now let's live our life in light of that. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's already uh, relevant. Yeah. And so it's 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 the opposite. It's the is that we are living our lives in, in in relation to what scripture teaches us. Yeah. Not trying to adapt scripture. So it's just a little twist on twist on that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And and moving into this week coming up, you know, we're yeah. talking about uh, Soli Deo Gloria, uh, probably yeah. the most tattooed phrase by Christians in the United States. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. seen that so many people. Um, I guess if you're going to put something ink on your body, that's probably as, good, good, as, yeah. as, probably as good as anything. But it, it, it's, it's a nice bridge into our Advent series. Nice, so, uh, yeah. Because we are doing an Advent series entitled glory and um and i think that's that's a different take than we have done in a while here for the advent series i think a lot of times we focused on the character study yeah character so the earthier sides of of uh, christmas season advent season which is important too but i think this is focusing on the the eternal purposes of god um that are that show up in a manger in mm. bethlehem 2000 years ago so this week we're talking about to the glory of god alone this is the the why you know why yeah. salvation matters and and it's the top of the pyramid to use your image from it's earlier the top of the pyramid and i'll just tell you right now um i think at least from my message because it's already done because i got to preach it in an hour. <laughs> i think it's going to go some some different places uh than than people because we throw that you know we we throw that word around glory quite a bit in the church just like we throw around grace and faith and we're mm. very i think we've tried to say we can't be flippant with those terms, so we're really going to unpack what that means nice. from from a cosmic standpoint. And then how does it? How does that right. cosmic glory of God show up in wow. our daily lives? I nice. think that's going to be a, looking forward to hearing yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, um, John, we're flipping for the last week. Yes, I'm, I'm in Vine. I'm in classic. You're in Vine. Um, we'll be uh, my first Sunday uh, leading alongside Sam. Uh, so that'll be cool and you'll be back with uh jennifer so uh yep. which yeah. is nice she's been grateful that she's starting to 
be on the men. She's been, I know a lot of people have asked, so um, she'll be back uh, in some capacity on Sunday, yeah. I imagine. So, John, I appreciate you hanging out. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. To you as well. Hope you have you, a great you, week. You, you, uh, not in Alabama, but uh, with uh, with family and you friends. You guys have folks coming here. Yes, we have 16 coming to our, our house. 16? Yes, we got... Uh, Five of them are are young. It sounds loud. <laughs> it's going to be loud. <laughs> Ours is always loud. We have a lot of little kids too. As we have four, we'll have uh, two 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 under two under eight, and then my kids who are older. So um, and not as loud. Although the yeah. volume can get pretty loud. Yeah, we got. Too. We'll have three three year olds uh, here. Uh, that'll be that'll what, be. A... What kind of turkey do you guys do? Oh, uh, good question. We're going to do uh, it's one. It's a big debate, you know. Uh, how to, well, we have two turkeys. Yeah. Uh, we got one that's going to be smoked. I'm going to okay. sl- smoke. I'm going to brine it, and then I'm going to slow cook it on okay. uh, turkey, which is just moist, delicious. Outside, smoke. outside, and I've got a smoker grill. Wow. Okay. And then fancy. Um, and then uh, there's going to be one traditionally uh, cooked, and then oven, uh, oven, oven cooked. Yeah. yeah. And then my sister is, uh, said that she's going to she she and my her husband are going to bring uh, brisket. Oh, okay. And Seal was like, we were talking to her at the time. She was, no, you don't need to bring anything. We've got it on. I said, no, no, Seal, hang on. <laughs> she said to bring on, they want to bring brisket. Let let's, them bring brisket. Let's, let's pump the brakes on that. Uh, so well, a little brisket. And she two always, types have of turkey. She always have leftovers. Absolutely. You need the leftovers because yeah. the, the next day sandwiches are just oh, as good as anything yeah. else, right? You know, the, the, even the, that evening, just having that the, the, the little, little snack meal. That the Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving meal. All that whole, that whole carb, carb load and whatever that ingredient is that makes you sleepy in turkeys that uh, the, yeah. the, that that, yeah. that tryptophan there it is tryptophan tryptophan yeah, tryptophan. yeah i'm, yeah, I don't I'm down for it i don't eat turkey uh so but i have the best uh my julie does julie gets up does the 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 turkey for everybody she does a uh slow cooked um in a crock pot we have, a, we have a gigantic tr- crock pot. She slow cooks that overnight. Or actually, she starts at like three wow. o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. And then she does another smaller, like chicken breast or turkey breast. I'm not really sure. And I think that's done in the oven. But then for me, she actually grills some sort of a salmon, 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 uh, or crab concoction. Sometimes it's a salmon. Depends on what's available. Salmon pinwheel. Or a ton of crab cakes, Ooh. three or four crab cakes, and everybody looks at it and goes, "Man, I wish I had that too." But like, come on, yeah. And then, and then I'm, I love the sides. I could just eat the sides. The sides are great. It's great. What's your top side? Um, the when well, the one I was just thinking about is that there's always been a debate of whether you the canned. Uh, and cranberry sauce or the you know, like the regular yeah. cranberry sauce, and I I have always loved the canned something about shape. that shape that comes out. It's very very yeah. Thanksgiving. And it's very orderly. You yeah. cut it up there, it feels very Thanksgiving. But the you know, mashed potatoes, I'm I'm down for the potatoes and gravy, the stuffing, mm-hmm. um, every bit of it, all all the sides, all the green carbs. beans, all, yeah. all the carbs. not as much about the ambrosia salads no, that, not that, that, yeah. that the people have done or the jellos. They look uh, cool. I'm not. I don't even think we have anybody bringing jello. We haven't done that for a while. They but look it used cool. to be a they, lot of jellos. Yeah. Salads yeah. like like un, like Clark Griswold had from the grandma or the aunt who brought in the Jello with the with cat food in. It. She touches it and it jiggles. I love I love a good mac and cheese, man. Uh, my my wife and I've talked about this. I I've preached about. I've used this. I love my wife's mac and cheese. She has a baked mac and cheese recipe that she has been perfecting over the last twenty years of our marriage. As the first thing that she learned how to cook when we got married, I immediately gained twenty pounds because. She, you know, it was a full, full pan. It was just oh, me yeah, and her, yeah, and she doesn't really eat it. So I, I, I'm, I eat, I eat I'm 
tournament. Yeah. Dude, I could eat. I could. And so last year, there wasn't a lot left over because all the kids are getting bigger. And uh, so, she, so I, uh, or two years ago, so last year, and I didn't get very much. And it's my favorite. It's my favorite thing. If I, this is like one of your, like, if you were to be like on a, on a deserted island, what's what, the food? You, yeah. I'd literally, that'd be it. I'd just have that. You live on that. that. I'd have that, and I'd go fishing, and that would be it. And uh, so she made a separate whole pan so that, that those leftovers, and still, it was, I, you know, I got a lot more, but not as much. I mean, I could eat the whole pan nice. myself. Be like, well, may you, have, uh, right. may you have copious amounts of, yes. uh, of, uh, of, uh, of your favorite macaroni and well, cheese this, this week. Happy and I'll, I'll do my best to have the copious amounts of mashed potatoes and gravy. I love that. Ma- Listen, I can go mashed potatoes, too, man. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I love starch. I, yeah, I, there I, you the, go, the, starch. The rolls, everything. Oh, the yeah, rolls, yeah. yeah and then the pies. I'm a pie. I'm an apple pie person. I love an apple pie. Anyway, we get. I'm getting hungry. My stomach's starting to growl. So getting lunch time. <laughs> John, happy Thanksgiving, and I appreciate you hanging out. Good and, to be here. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll see everybody next time. And as a quick reminder, if you've missed this week or any week in our series entitled Reformed or any one of our messages in any of our series, we invite you to head over to our website, fpclakeland.org. Click on the worship page in the Sermon Archive tab. There you can find complete services, both classic and our modern worship service. And we encourage you, if you haven't done so already, to hit subscribe at your favorite podcasting platform, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, so that you can be notified when a new episode of Armchair Preaching drops. You can like it and also share it with your friends from there. Hope to see everybody next time.